Welcome to Politics Then Right, my brothers and sisters. How is everything doing? Guess what happened? I installed a new driver just earlier, and now it turns out that, oh, and I'm getting a whole lot of background. I'm hearing myself. But anyhow, how are my peeps doing today? I trust everybody is doing fine. I need to get rid of this monitor. There we go. I think I fixed it. I think I fixed it. Anyway, we are back in business. We are back in business. Okay. Puedes oír ahora. Estoy, estoy perfecto. Que me puedes oír ahora. Mi Melanie Keelan de Barcelona, Spain. ¿Cómo estás? Anyway, folks, we have a great show for you today. I thought I had the Liz Cheney thing done. I just processed it before, but it seems like I'm going to have to reprocess it as I played one of the videos. But I am pulling it up. Meet the press swing. Meet the press and swing. So the other one is about. Uh, let's see. This is going to be the one about. Uh, there we go. Mike Pence. There we go. It looks like I got it all set, folks. It looks like I got it all set. So anyhow, welcome aboard. Melanie Keelan, welcome aboard. AVQ. El Señor Rodney, welcome aboard. Bridge of CP, welcome aboard. Uh, let's see who else is here. Um, I'm going up the scroll. E2247 is in the house. We also have Eric Hayes in the house. We also have, uh, para ver, para ver, para ver, AVQ. And I'm scrolling up. All the way down, all the way down. I think I got most of the folks in the chat right now. How are my peeps doing? I trust all is fine. Anyway, what a disaster over the weekend in in um, in Israel, right? I am not going to spend a lot of time on Israel for one purpose only, and that is I don't want it to be the distracting thing that's gonna ha that's gonna have. Um, let's see how should I put this? I don't want to do what the mainstream media is doing right now, and that is putting all our thoughts on what's occurring in Israel. It's a very bad thing that has occurred. But you know what's interesting about what has occurred in, uh, in Israel? Well, I tell you what, before I go ahead and do that, I want to read what you guys have to say because I need to get, I need to make sure that I have my words the way I want to say the words. Because, as you know, people love to use Israel as a manner of getting at people for the things that they say. So I, I, will, get, I will gather my thoughts first. But anyhow, let's go ahead and start reading what we have from our peeps here. Uh, let's see. Let's go up to the scroll. Michael Rodney says, Israel-Palestine is probably the only story the news will cover today. Dead toll at 1,500 and rising, including nine dead Americans. There are American hostages uh, currently under threat. Israel declared war, vowing to destroy Hamas. Rumor mill says Iran planned and supplied the attacks. Gerald Ford carrier strike group is en route. The retaliation will be completely disproportionate and it's going to affect people who actually didn't commit the crime. But what else is new? That's what we get all of the times, isn't it? That is what happens all of the time. Something wrong with my glasses. I guess it's dirty. All right. Anyway, uh, what else we got here? Para ver, para ver, para ver. Today, we joyfully celebrate Indigenous People's Day. Happy Indigenous People's Day. I love that we changed the name most of us have that have a conscience to Indigenous Peoples Day because I tell you what, there was nothing good that has happened 
to the indigenous people after being conquered and and genocided over the last uh, last few hundred years ago. All right, Bridge MCP says, when will it stop? Also, the money given to Iran hasn't even been given yet. So, the figures below represent the number of Palestinians and Israelis who were killed and injured since 2008 in the occupied Palestine territory and Israel in the context of the occupation and conflict. The large number of civilian casualties has required various types of interventions by humanitarian actors, with many incidents raising concerns over violation of international law and lack of accountability. Over 6,000 Palestinians have died compared to 300 Israelis in the same time period. Over 160,000 Palestinians have been injured compared to 6,300 Israelis. It has always been disproportional. And that is one of the reasons this morning when I covered it on my show, I was very measured. Somebody wanted to talk about Israel-Palestine. I said I was going to just make a statement and move on with our social justice, economic justice, racial justice program. That's the reason why. All right, E2247 says, last 117th Congress saw introduction of companion bill, Indigenous Peoples Day Act, uh, HR 5473, S2919, both dying in committee, House Oversight and Reform, Senate Judiciary, now we try again. Uh, replacing Columbus Day with Indigenous People Day nationwide, a symbolic but serious gesture. I agree. Uh, let's see. Empower movement uh, of persons away from, the, from both extremes uh, uh, of attitude and talking points about, uh, about both climate change and hopelessness. Where is my mouse? My mouse is misbehaving. Come on, mouse. Work. I need you. There we go. All right, you're back. All right, uh, let's see what else we got. Every case says foreign policy matters. Uh, remember that in 2024, current policies are a disaster. Uh, I tell you what, Eric, if you would stop parroting what you hear, tell me specifically what foreign policy, <clears throat> what foreign policy has made things worse for Americans. Please, specifically, I don't want you to parrot something. Tell me specifically what particular foreign policy, anything that you can name that creates a problem. I can name you several that Donald Trump did that have screwed us all. But I want you to name me a foreign policy fiasco by, by the president. You couldn't name me one, but uh, you can try. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, use it uh, from E2247, using storytelling as a way to engage in discussion with others is tremendously effective now that the use of graphs, scientific papers, etc. aren't working very well anymore. And that is so true. I spoke about that at a, at a, at, um, at a Unitarian Church uh, speech that I gave. I said people like to hear stories. Stories are much more effective than charts, though, however... Charts can give stories gravitas. So I use them both. The charts, when somebody asks for the specifics, but the gravitas comes from what people have gotten from you. All right. Uh, all, all I will think of 2024 is not voting Republican. That's what everybody needs to think. Voting Republican is a, in 2024 is a clear and present danger 
for the continuation of democracy. So you're correct about that. Uh, E2247, Egberto has shown us all in his talks how effective storytelling is. Muchas gracias, hermano mío. All right. But he says, so sorry for your people, E22. Actually, I am. All right. Let's continue going down. We have Eric Hayes' prayers to Israel and Benjamin unleashes 300K. So Benjamin is a warmonger. He is a genocider. I mean, of course, he looks for any excuse to do that. Welcome aboard, Yvette Avery Herod. Great to see you here, our beautiful Yvette. Daniel Ledo says, so nice to see the Palestinians are so kind to their Jewish neighbors. It really shows the goodness in all people. Oh, really? I suggest you take a look at what these people live in, in, uh, in, the, in both the West Bank and in Gaza. And in Gaza, Gaza is an open-air prison uh, where the, the suffering affected by living in an apartheid state has really harmed them, but we won't go there yet. So please, I don't want to hear, uh, you know, I feel horrendously bad for all of those murdered over the weekend. A lot of Israelis were murdered. Yes. Yes, the Israelis were murdered. A lot of, uh, 130 human beings were taken hostage. Yes, that's true. That's bad. And our coverage from morning to night is about the suffering of these human beings because of something horrific that another human being has done to them. I get it. It's horrific. I just wish when Israel decimated those buildings with people in them, they claim they make calls to tell you, get out, we're going to bomb your building. Get out, get out, get out. But when they indiscriminately bomb and those, those children, blood, broken bones, broken skulls, death, that doesn't occur on two days in, in uh, Gaza, it's a weekly event. The murdering of people by the Israeli army is a daily event, a weekly event in Gaza. Even a reporter was murdered by the, by the, the, the defense forces. Where is the same passion? Where is that passion that says, our Palestinian brothers and sisters are human beings too. And what the Israeli government is doing to these people, we should have the same pain, the same form of empathy for those people as well, shouldn't we? But again, some lives are more valuable than others. You have to remember, when the United States invaded Panama, and they went into Chorrillo, they decimated the Cuartel Nacional of Manuel Antonio Noriega. He wasn't even there, but they decimated it. They blew it to smithereens. Buildings fell, buildings burned with thousands of people in them because it was a surprise attack. Nobody told them to leave. 
Nobody on our news media called it genocide. Nobody on our news media said how evil that was. Nobody on our news media says, how could we affect that kind of a killing on people? When Israel go into uh, Gaza or, or Gaza or, uh, or, or the West Bank, nobody says, uh, you know, you are killing innocent people. And you are. Those, those the Hamas killed a lot of innocent people in Israel. They did. Hamas took hostages. They did. Okay? Blowback is a real thing. You know? So those innocent Panamanians that died in Chorillo, in Colón, in David, Suppose they decided, just like Netanyahu decided that he is going to take revenge for those killings. Suppose Panamanians decided to take revenge for those killings. Suppose all of those people who were murdered by, whether it's, you know, by an army or whatever, decided to take revenge, just like we took revenge on Afghanistan and Iraq. Suppose, you see, you have to look at things from all angles, and we simply don't do that too often. All right, uh, let's see what else we have here. Um, Maywood, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Daniel Ledo says, hello, well, I don't want to spend time on Israel translation. I didn't get my DNC talking points memo on how I spin this yet. I don't get DNC talking points at all. Zero. Zilch. None. And that is because there are many times that I speak, the DNC doesn't like what I say, I'm pretty sure. My Sikh sex says, seems the political left is supporting Hamas, a Nazi-loving regime. If that's how you want to call it, we support humanity. Who do you support? Uh, let's see what else. Uh, and, and folks, don't allow, don't allow these folks to make you believe that supporting humanity on all sides make you somehow a supporter of terrorists. That is how they, they continue to keep things the way that they are. Don't allow it. Support humanity. Always. All right, let's see. An Amazon Indian in London interview with, uh, I'll look at that later. Uh, New York mayor suing counties because they won't take people that migrated to New York City. New York counties say they will send them back. FEMA paying my $104 million for a disaster isn't what the funds should be for. The disaster was caused by the administration, full stop. How? Please tell me how the disaster was created by the administration. Let's have, let's get the policy. Don't just talk out of your rear end. Tell us specifically what do you mean. Then, then it makes sense to say that. All right. All right. Let's go ahead and put what Michael Rudnan has onto the screen and put it up there because it makes a lot of sense. Then and now. Very good point. Very good point, right? <laughs> oh, boy. I love it. I love it. I love it. We claim this land for the king or the queen. Then we create it. We claim this land for capitalism. Oh, yes. All right. All right. Let's see, Eric Hayes. Catching, karma is fast catching up with the Carner Cutting Colony Ridge developer. And I'm not going with the, the Colony Ridge. Uh, the, the, the Chronicle has already debunked it. So you guys can keep on 
harping on it. The Chronicle has debunked it as something that is a very racist, uh, racist attack. It's a racist attack. And Eric Hayes, you are jumping onto a racist attack. So look in the mirror and see if that defines you, my friend. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got. Um, Daniel Ado says $6 billion released to Iran to help fund their war against Israel. Oh, that is such an easy and lazy statement. But coming from my brother. All right. Let's continue here. We have uh, what else we got here? What else we got here? Uh, 19 Kimberly Crenshaw demarginalizing the intersection of race and sex, a black feminist critiques of anti-discrimination doctrine, feminist theory and anti-racist politics. Okay, my brother. All right, Mike Cisak says, May would at least we know you approve killing women and children by Hamas while also approving of raping women and children next to their relatives' dead bodies? No, I don't think I don't think uh, May would ever said that. But you know what? You do support it, it seems like, Mike Cisak. If you haven't seen the dead bodies under the rubble in, in uh, Gaza of innocent civilians and you don't think that's a problem, I think that is you looking in the mirror, Mike Cisak. Daniel Edo says, listen to Egberto. He would excuse Hitler because he had a difficult childhood. Keep making excuses for evil, Egberto. It reveals your rotten core. No, you interpreting it that way reveals your rotten core. Remember I talked about you guys looking in the mirror? You do a good job of it. Egberto Willis, Israel used to be called Palestine. Yes, let's not forget that. If you beat a dog long enough, it dies or bites back. When they do, it is not the dog's fault. It is the one who beat them. Now, how would a people who suffered so much lose uh, loss to this another human being? Sick. I mean, I want folks to go ahead and look up the genesis of, uh, of quote unquote, the state of Israel. Uh, and also, I want you guys to tell me, because here's the funny part. I want you guys to understand something because, you know, it, it's amazing. Who are the originals here? The indigenous people, right? The indigenous people. Uh, Europeans came, they took their land, right? Okay, good. All of that is together now. We, we have boundaries, we have states, counties, all that kind of stuff. Suppose, suppose some indigenous folks came and said, you know what? Let me come to Houston and take the land that you no. Let's go to West Texas, where where some few ranch owners have stolen hundreds of thousands of acres of land. Let's go to West Houston and reclaim our property and kick those ranchers off that property and reclaim the land where we raise buffalo. And why do you do that? Because it's ours. That is not even that is that is closer to what would be acceptable than what many times happened to Palestinians who've been on a piece of land for centuries. And then a European, uh, a European Jewish person comes and say, I want that piece of land. And they send you packing. That's my land. Goodbye. Ta-ta. Those are the kinds of indignities we wouldn't allow here in the United States. But we allow it in Palestine. We allowed it in Palestine. One of the reasons why we don't want critical thinking or we don't want history taught as it really is, is that the injustices that comes out, it's, a, it's, it's, simply, it's simply beyond the pale. 
the injustices that come out simply beyond the pale. So Daniel uh, Ledo and, 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 and CSEC, you all can make believe that you believe in democracy. You all can make believe that you believe in humanity. You all can make believe that you believe in fairness. But actions are so much more important than words. All right, Bridge MCP said, Mike C., at least we know you approve of killing women and children by the Israels and droves. Thank you, Bridge. I couldn't have said it any better. Egberto, far as the U.S. is concerned, a U.S. citizen is more valuable than a foreign national. There's U.S. citizens as hostages right now in Gaza and Palestine. Our Navy is going to pull our people out and will likely leave so many bodies in their wake. Oh, yes. Blowback is going to be felt in the next few hours. Amazing. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's, from Daniel Ado, let's, say, let's be clear. The Palestinians could have had their own uh, state 20 years ago. False. Uh, you know, it, it's funny. You, they, could, they would not have had their own state. They would have had what was given to them as the pittance. Why would they accept that? They were kicked out of land that they've been that they've been farming for centuries. Why just accept that? Please tell me, would you? But their hate would not allow them to have peace with the Jews. That's the story you've been told. So I understand that you're misled because that's what the media has told you. I sent out a tweet earlier today and I said, the only people I want folks listening to on this issue from the mainstream media are Ali Velshi. Uh, Mehdi Hassan and uh, Ali Velshi, Mehdi Hassan and Eamon Mohayildin. There are the only three people, hosts I'm talking about, that I have faith in that are going to tell the true story because they've been doing it not just through this current event, but constantly. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Daniel Edo says, Eric Hayes, hello, Alberto just called you a racist. Go figure, a racist calling others a racist. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, state of Texas taking over Liberty County. And again, Egberto is wrong about Colony Ridge. Not political, just inhumane. I suggest you read that Chronicles article. You would understand why it became an issue. It's always a race thing in that case. It was a racist issue. And if you refuse to accept it, well, you can be whatever. Lee Grant says, Columbus arrived a world when rape, genocide, war, conquest, torture, acquisition of territory and murder has been occurring for millennia before we white men set foot on it. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. No. Uh, all, all civilizations weren't rapists. All civilizations weren't conquerors. All civilizations did do that. In fact, the African civilizations were pretty darn concentric, or not concentric, were pretty much insular. Okay? They believe in, they take care of their own. Yes, they, they had some little territorial wars every so often, but they were nothing like going outside the pale to murder. Okay? Robert Davenport says, I stand with Palestine. I stand with Ukraine. I oppose foreign occupation when I can see it. How about you? There you go, brother. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, the messages are coming in. Uh, America, Michael Rodney says, Lee Grant, Columbus nearly wiped out the Taino people upon arrival in the New World. Yes. Troy Astro is in the house. He says, Christopher Columbus, meaning Cristobal Colón, was the birth name of Columbus. Christoph Colón. 
<laughs> uh, we learned it in Panama as Cristobal Colón. Uh, I don't know. Christo I think Cristobal Colón was Portuguese. And, but he got the Nina de Pinta and the Santa Maria, the three ships that came that's on the screen right now that, uh, that Rudden alluded to. I think he was financed by the Queen of Spain, if I remember correctly. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got. Patrick Barron. Hello, Egberto. I agree 100%. Thank you so kindly, Patrick. Thank you for being here. Uh, Lee Grant is being ignorant about history of Turtle Island and, and all beings who lived in before settler colonial uh, this invasion 1492. Please, Lee, go get some knowledge. Daniel Lidl's actions are so much more important than words. Yet Egberto sees the evil barbarity happening. He sees the actions of the hateful Palestinians. The Palestinians aren't hateful. We, if we look at how we treat the Palestinians, I, I don't think Jesus would approve. I don't think Egberto's brain ever fully developed. Okay. You know. <laughs> um, why don't we do a... No, I won't go there. Suffice it to say, no, I won't go there. All right. Mike Cisak says, Daniel Edo, it's like the political left. Hamas all sounds like Hitler in his speech. Oh, poor you. I feel for you. I feel for you. Oh, all right. Troy Astro says, many of us do not know what Christoph Columbus looked like. Bruce Pollard says, late again, working on taxes. How time flies. I know I got to work. I'm working on mine too, Bruce. Mine is in a mess, and it's due, I think, on Monday, right? That, that is those of us who uh, file late for uh, October 15th. All right, let's see what else we have. There's never been an auto authentic portrait, so yes, not a clue. Daniela Doe says, Troy, so insulting. How can indigenous people be happy after all the suffering? Why not? Why not? Patrick Barron says, Columbus had thousands of Haitians' hands cut off, because he thought the indigenous people were stealing his gold. The, the, the evil that, that reigned and, and the sheer violence that these people promoted. It's just amazing. You know, uh, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't with a straight face have any honor for Christopher Columbus, for slave owners and all of that. I just can't. I just cannot. All right. I just cannot. Dark Avery... Mariah, Dark Avery Mariah says, I'm so glad I came across your channel. I really appreciate your truth about the situation going on in Israel. God bless you, brother. I'm a new subscriber from Louisiana. Thank you so kindly for subscribing. Click that join button. Become a member of the PDR Posse. All right. Mike Cisak says, here goes the political left again, projecting on the others exactly what they're doing. I don't think you would agree with that. All right. Uh, what about the Uyghurs? I mean, the Uyghurs. Uyghurs is what it's called. Uyghurs. Yeah, what China's doing with the Uyghurs? Oh, well, okay. Daniel Edo say, Berto, only hateful people drag women and children into the street and put bullets in their heads. Oh, so what about the... So I guess you are, in fact, calling the people, the Jim Crow people, hateful because I think that's what they did to many of our children. That's what they did to many of our people. In fact, we even have the Dallas Cowboys manager on film shouting at the integration of schools at kids. Hmm. Wow. 
Okay, Daniel, I think you're making my point. Daniel, thank you. You're right. Uh, the people who speak like you are, in fact, hateful. You're right about that. All right. Mike Sisek says, pro-Hamas supporter flashed an image of a swastika uh, to Jews in Times Square. Uh, communists are marching with the pro-Hamas supporters. You know, I'm going to tell you something, folks, what a lot of people do. There are fringe groups here in the United States and everywhere else. There are fringe groups that are using what Hamas did to really support Hamas. I'm not a supporter of Hamas. What Hamas did in killing was horrendous. That could have been a, 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 a that could be a relative of mine. My sister last year was in Israel. Suppose it had happened then. No, I don't like what Hamas did at all. But it is a form of blowback, and that's all we're saying. You see, critical thinking tells you. That if you treat a population the way Palestinians are treated, if you take their land, if you throw them onto an open-air jail, which the 140 square miles are for, of, uh, of the Gaza, what can you possibly expect out of those people? Please tell me, what can you possibly expect? I don't know. Right? I don't know. I don't know, folks. I don't know. Anyhow, um, Lee Grant says in 1487, the great temple mayor, temple mayor, was dedicated in in uh, in the main Aztec city of Tenochtitlan, which with a four-day celebration. How many were sacrificed during that time is a subject of scholarly speculation. Some put the figure as low as 10,000 or 20,000. Several others put it as high as 80,400. People sacrificed uh, during those four days. Scholars think the Aztecs priests used four sacrificial altars for their dedication ceremonies. However, if that's the case and 80,400 people were killed, then the priests would have had to sacrifice 14 people every minute, which is a physical impossibility. This was the reality of human sacrifices. So it is a physical impossibility. Okay, I don't know that story at all. Uh, I don't know what presence it is here at all. So just thought I might let you know. All right, Egberto, video time. Oh, 340. Yes, it is video time. Okay, let's start with our first, video. thank you for letting me know. Let's start with our first video. Guess what? It seems like, guess what? It seems like Biden has the swing voters. Let's go ahead and show that clip. Meet the press, Kristen Worker had a set of swing voters from Pennsylvania that, for, that should give Biden a good feeling, but at the same time should give him a warning. Give not only Biden, but the Democratic Party a warning and explain after you listen to it. But suffice it to say, there's a lot to unpack here. Check this out, then we'll take it on the other side. If we look at the current polling right now, it seems like it is very possible there will be a rematch between President Biden and former President Trump. How many of you... 
are excited by a rematch between President Biden and former President Trump. No one's excited by that rematch. Depressed is a better word. Yeah. Depressed, why? I think Biden is approaching senility, if not already in the middle of senility, and, and, and running the greatest country in the world, in my humble opinion, is not a job for an old, senile person. And Trump is, forgive my French, an ass. And we don't need that kind of person running our country. How many of you are undecided? You're undecided yeah, in a rematch. Why are you undecided? Um, I just, while, you know, I did vote um, Republican, I I didn't love, it was a lot of chaos. I, You know, I'm someone who preaches kindness and, you know, maybe it was hypocritical for me to vote Trump in the last election, to have both of them going back up against each other. I don't know if my moral compass could choose one of them. Do you know who you would vote for if there were a rematch between President Biden and former President Trump? I am confident that I know. You would I vote would, for President yeah, Biden? Yeah, and it would sort of, like um, I'll mention, it would not be a um, happy or proud vote. Um, it would be the lesser of the two evils. Yeah. In Biden versus Trump, yes, I'd vote for Biden, for sure. And would you do so with enthusiasm? No. Why? Um, I, like Al, I share concerns about age. It's just a, a fact. Um, I think he is still capable. He seems to um, have the vitality to continue to do job, the job well, but at 88 years old, just the, the inherent risk. I just feel that Trump has disqualified himself from office because of his behavior from the election through January 6th onward and wouldn't, would never vote for him. Is there any chance that any of you sit home on election day? There is a chance. Yeah. Honestly, I feel if it's Biden versus Trump, I'm, I don't know if there's anything that could make me come out and vote that day, which I know is like really, um, it's upsetting because it's something that, you know, is a privilege for me to have. Al, is there any chance you would stay at home on election day? No. I, I love American democracy too much that uh, Biden and Trump, if it's a Biden and Trump race, then I would vote for Biden even if he was dead. No chance I'd stay home. I've never and I'm a Republican. I want, to, I want to take a look at what we saw here. Specifically, we had a voter that uh, seemed to lean Democrat. We had one that seemed to be a real moderate. And we had two that are actually Republicans. They're all classified as swing voters. Interestingly, when they asked the, the woman who is a Republican, uh, whether if there was a Biden and Trump rematch, she would possibly stay home. Her answer was, yes, she would possibly stay home. That may sound kind of bad, but that would be a good thing for Biden, right? Because that is a Republican staying home. The person that leaned, seemed to lean more Democrat said he would vote for the lesser of two evils. He will vote, but his vote would definitely be for Biden. He's not staying home. He is going to vote. We had another, uh, a, the moderate person says, yes, he will not stay home. He will vote, but he will go ahead and vote for Biden. Now, the the strong Republican dude said, my patriotic duty is to vote. And no matter if it's Biden and Trump, I am coming to vote. I will vote for Biden even if he's dead. I mean, that is strong. That is that is not a vote for Biden. That is a vote to ensure that Trump 
is not the president. That said, beware. Biden needs to beware on this. Democrats need to be aware of this because something could happen if Democrats don't have some sort of a backup plan. And that is for the Democratic intelligentsia to handle that is that it's currently out of the hands of progressive Democrats to do this. This is all a machine now, unfortunately, but it's all the machine now. If something happens and it could, and I foresee that it just may. And Trump doesn't become the nominee at that point. Based on just these swing voters and why they are voting, I see peril. Because if you bring a moderate uh, Republican that seemed to be moderate and not MAGA, I see a three to one vote in uh, a three one split, a three three one split among if 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 these guys are representative of the true swing voter with these answers i see a 3 to 1 split if biden remains the candidate and somebody moderate shows up on republican side which is in fact a possibility don't ever think that these guys once uh once trump is thrown under the bus that the mass doesn't come out and say this is what we're going to do so um, political analysis, the intelligentsia that we have that advise the Democratic Party, they're not very good. Unfortunately, so they are high price, but they would know a grassroots person if they slapped them. They would know a middle class or poor person if they slapped them for too long. The Democratic Party has been taking advice from all the wrong people and investing their money in all the wrong places. It is time to invest in the grassroots. One of the reasons you will find that Trump, as bad as he is, Republicans as bad as they are, one of the reasons you will see that the support in many polls are still there. It's not because of their policies. But it's because what's being done that you don't see. They are investing in their multimedia. They're investing in, in, in the grassroots and churches and organizations, places that you don't see Democrats investing in. Independent media is huge for uh, for the Democratic, I mean, for the Republican Party. It's amazing. I have had offers as a small independent media person. To actually get to work on the Republican side, they're 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 seeking every avenue to touch our wonderful democratic uh, democratic consultants. Why aren't they telling the Democratic leadership who pays them, "Hey, we really need to hit the grassroots"? Because what you're seeing here, uh, you know, when when Michael Steele recently said. Why is this? Why are the polls so damn close? He's right. There is absolutely no reason for the polls to be this close. But again, it's not the television or ads that you see on TV or the big consultants that's making the difference. It's what's happening on the grassroots. And I tell you what Republicans are doing at the grassroots have them overperforming in every aspect of these elections. Even as they lose, even as they lose, they're over they're overperforming in their losses. 
Because when you look at where America wants to be, that's not where it want to be. Anyway, Robert Davenport, thank you so kindly for that super chat. Others, please feel free to join Robert Davenport with a super chat on YouTube. He said, the amazing thing is how people get indignant when the people with a foot on their throat have the nerve to fight back. Palestine has not only a right, but a basic human obligation to defend itself. And guess what I just learned? The UN Charter, if you are an occupied territory, you have the right to fight for your territory. You know, in other words, uh, when they fight for their territory, they are actually in their right. It is, I, I, look, there are certain things we are not allowed to think because of the way, the things we were taught. It's a shame. Anyhow, we got to go to video number two, which is from Meet the Press. I think you guys are going to like this one with Matt Gates. We're going to take it on the other side. Today, Matt Gates was on Meet the Press with Kristen Melker. And, uh, you know, she interviewed him and, and she did a, a initially a fairly good interview. But there's there are a few things that I think need to be said. And this is very important because what happens is we wonder why the polls seems uh, the way they are. We wonder why Americans are ill-informed. Yes, uh, uh, on a, people's personal economy is really suffering. When they go to the grocery stores, they see their dollars not going as far as they can. And things are just high. Rents are ridiculous. And that is what. Our current economic, the, the plutocrats who run our economic society, that's what they are doing. That's what they've done to us. It has nothing to do with government other than government refusing to get involved and making sure that they can't continue to rip us off. But anyhow, going back to the subject, Merkel, uh, uh, Christian Welker went ahead and, and had um, Matt Gates on with her. And Matt Gates, when she uh, she pointed out, after, you know, he's obstinate and he's so much wanting the balanced budget and he wants to make sure. That, uh, that that we get fiscally responsible. And she reminded him, look, you voted for a part of the deficit that we're looking at is because you voted for a Trump $2 trillion tax cut, to which he replied, yes, uh, it, it's different. And by the way, even as I voted for the tax cut, when it came time for reconciliation, I didn't vote for that reconciliation budget because the tax cuts weren't offset. But anyway, above and beyond that, he said that Biden's economy, while failing, Trump's economy was growing. Trump was bringing back stuff into the economy, etc. And immediately after he said that, she goes to another uh, goes to another subject. I want you to listen to this, and then we'll take it on the other side with a reality check. Something that the journalists should be doing when you have the likes of Matt Gates. Come on, check this out. We'll take it on the other side. Congressman, respectfully, you voted for those tax cuts under the Trump administration, which helped create that eight trillion dollar deficit that you're talking about right there. Did you not? Is this not, as some of your critics would say, hypocritical, given that? No, I voted against 10 continuing resolutions. But you voted the for the era, tax cuts. And I actually voted. I actually I actually voted against the budget that created the platform for the reconciliation of those tax cuts because it didn't balance. I agreed with Senator Rand Paul at the time that we should do the tax cuts with offsets and balanced budgets. There is a key distinction, though. In the Trump years, the economy was growing. Wages were growing. Capital was coming back to our country. GDP was uh, growing at a far faster rate than it is now. So it's different when the economy is growing and people are doing better. Now there's more debt, more inflation. There's no plan. People are doing worse. And that's why I think we need a better track. 
Congressman, just to put a fine point on it, Jordan or Scalise, who's going to get your vote this week? Listen to what happened. Matt Gates says that the economy was growing under Trump more so than it was growing under Biden, implying that we are not in that kind of an economy. Now, what I want you all to take a look at right now is the GDP growth. And I'm, I have that on the screen right now. The GDP growth uh, cumulative for Donald Trump was 5.8%. For Joe Biden, 16.45%. The annualized GDP for the first two years of, of uh, Biden, 7.18%. For Donald Trump, 2.6%. So that was a complete lie that Gates told. And he went com- it went completely uh, unanswered. She never went ahead and said, you are simply wrong. Now, when we go to the jobs report, that is yet another story as well. Because if you take a look at the jobs report, you also see that in the case of, and I'm putting that on the screen right now, in the case of Donald Trump, Donald Trump had minimal jobs growth. In fact, negative job growth. You take a look at Biden. Biden actually had job growth. So one of the things that we have to stop allowing these charlatanes to do, what we have to stop allowing these guys to do is to just come on TV and lie. Because again, the cumulative Donald Trump jobs gain was 3.94%. For Joe Biden, it was 9.96%. I mean, for annualized, 1.49 for Donald Trump, twice more than twice as much for Biden. And yet again, Kristen Welker let it slide. She allowed uh, Matt Gates to lie on national TV and give the impression that it was okay for him to vote for the tax tax cut scam because supposedly Trump was in a growing economy and what's occurring under Biden is horrendous. Implying it's not a growing economy when Biden's economy is growing much faster than the Trump economy and his job creation rate is much greater than that of Trump. And it went completely unanswered. Now, can we understand why independent journalism that goes beyond the statements are made that challenges when these guys come on air and lie or at best mislead? Come on, man. All right, folks, it looks like we're having some issues. I see. I actually see that we're doing some buffering here. So what you may be seeing is a little bit of buffering that is occurring on the system. That may be who knows why we're getting this. Maybe they don't like our subject, but it's going from yellow to red to yellow to red. And we haven't had. OK, it seems like it's back to green. Let's hope it stays on green. Bridge MCP. Thank you so kindly for your super chat says years ago, the IRA teamed up with the PLO to fight for their country. Imagine the northeast of the U.S. was all of a sudden taken over by another country. What would you do? Fight for freedom. You know what is interesting? I've been watching the the parliament in uh, Ireland and I've been shocked. Again, you learn something every so often. How how uh, Ireland, how many Irish uh, parliamentarians, uh, ministers have been there for not just recently, but they're supporting Palestine and what many of the, the, the pain and suffering 
that these people have been going through with the media completely ignoring it. Let me just say something here. You listen to many of our right-wingers who, and, and not only, I'm, so, I'm sorry, this is across the board. Uh, look, first of all, all everybody knows me. My, you know, I, uh, I am, I have Jewish friends, Palestinian friends, Muslim friends, all kinds of friends, right? What's interesting is every single one of my Jewish friends are in support of the the same type of statements I make about pa- the Palestinians in Gaza and in the West Bank. And the same statements I make about their land being taken from them, etc. And these are Jewish people. Everyone that I know. Okay? So uh, for others not to understand the history, to just come here, and again, this is not a defense of terrorism at all. But for you to assume, for you guys to think that just trying to inform folks and telling the truth is something wrong, there's actually something wrong with those who wouldn't want that done. Anyway, Liz Cheney set this one up. Liz Cheney is very concerned that Jim Jordan, a, consp- a, a, a former coup conspirator, or maybe a current one too, but Jim Jordan, that somehow he could possibly become a, the Speaker of the House. But then she says, I don't think so. I want you to listen to this, and then we'll take it on the other side. Kudos to Liz. She continues doing what she needs to do. Jim Jordan knew more about what Donald Trump had planned for January 6th than any other member of the House of Representatives. Jim Jordan was involved, was part of the conspiracy in which Donald Trump was engaged as he attempted to overturn the election. Jim Jordan, if you think about the extent to which people have now said, well, it was Speaker Pelosi's fault that Donald Trump's mob invaded the Capitol, that, you know, the security wasn't sufficient enough. The person who knew there were probably more than just Jim, but there was a handful of people of which he was the leader who knew what Donald Trump had planned. Now, somebody needs to ask Jim Jordan, why didn't you report to the Capitol Police what you knew Donald Trump had planned? You were in those meetings at the White House. And if the Republicans decide that Jim Jordan should be the Speaker of the House, there will, and I, by the way, I don't think that's going to happen. I think he'll lose. But if they were to decide that, there would no longer be any possible way to argue that a group of elected Republicans could be counted on to defend the Constitution. She nailed it. She nailed it. She's, she's telling her party, if you guys elect Jim Jordan, it is the, it's the nail in the coffin for you to ever speak again about supporting democracy. Jim Jordan should be in jail. Jim Jordan belongs in jail in a cell right next to Donald Trump. That's where he belongs. These guys try to overthrow the United States government of America. I have one more video. It's going to go over by a tad bit, maybe. But this one is another important video. Let's go ahead and close out with this one. Former Vice President Mike Pence seemed to have grown him some, you know what? Finally, he came out and uh, pretty much attacked President Trump 
and MAGA about, and of course he used the Israeli uh, uh, war, the new Israeli-Palestinian war as the context of the attack. And I tell you what, it, uh, if, you take, if you take a look at it internally, it is actually a pretty serious accusation that he's making, albeit maybe not based on any real facts, but serious altogether. All, all now, interestingly, within that attack, he made sure to use a big portion of it to attack the Biden administration, not only for the monies that were given back to Iran, that so it's Iran's own money or to be given back to Iran, Iran's own money, but also Afghanistan. I have no idea why Afghanistan has anything to do with it. I left that out of the clip because I am not going to allow our platform to be used as a propaganda engine for the Republican Party when they're telling lies. The same, I wouldn't use our platform as a propaganda in, uh, engine if Democrats themselves were lying either. So uh, without further ado, check out what he had to say and note, I would not allow him to use the platform, the parts that he spoke against Biden falsely. Check it out. I want to focus on what you had to say about some of your fellow Republicans. You said that this is what happens when leaders in the Republican Party signal Americans retreat as leader of the free world. Weakness uh, arouses evil. Are you talking about your former running mate? Well, I am. But I also believe this is what happens when we have leading voices like Donald Trump, Vivek Ramswamy and Ron DeSantis signaling retreat from America's role as leader of the free world. I look uh, that what happened in Ukraine was an unprovoked invasion by Russia. What happened this weekend was an unprovoked invasion by Hamas uh, into Israel. Uh, and I really believe now more than ever, uh, both uh, the debate within the Republican Party and the debate within America is whether or not we're, we're going to once again stand without apology as the leader of the free world, as the arsenal of democracy. The heartbreaking images coming out of both of these theaters of operations remind us that uh, America is the indispensable leader uh, of the free world. And if I'm president of the United States, we'll lead from American strength. Now, I must say, a lot of that was hogwash, but the fact that he attacked Trump by name and the MAGA wing of those running by name, I think speaks a lot. It speaks that, well, the election on the Republican side is getting, uh, getting to the point where a point of no return, where they believe it's now or never to get on Trump. Let's see if he continues and let's see if it starts to make an effect on the polls. I doubt it, but we'll see. What other choice does he have? Absolutely. So what other choice does he have? Anyhow, folks, we're getting close to the end of the program. Please provide support to the program by going to politicsandright.com slash support, politicsandright.com slash support. That has all the links to the different forms of support that you can provide to our program. Again, one more time, it is politicsdoneright.com slash support. I want to ask you so kindly to please subscribe to our newsletter. 
Our newsletter goes out every morning at five o'clock with the program notes for our six o'clock program, 6 a.m. program on KPFT 90.1 FM Houston. Uh, just go to politicsonright.com slash newsletter. Uh, whatever we don't cover again on that, we actually cover on the uh uh, you can go to the newsletter to get it. We also send out other information for the newsletter. Now, those of you who subscribe to our newsletter will be able to read all five of my books online. All five of my books online. You can uh, uh, see, you can see not here. See you, Tom. Thanks for the show and chat. You oh, you should be able to see it. Anyway, all all of us. All five books you'll be able to read online if you become a paid subscriber. And any subsequent book that I write will appear as well on our platform. So please consider becoming a subscriber. It seems like our, our internet is given a few issues again, but that's fine because the show is over. I want to thank you guys. I want to thank all of you for having been here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Oh! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.